0: There's a house upon the hill guiding like a lighthouse. It's a place where you'll be safe to feel our grace because we've all made mistakes. If you lost your way, I will leave the What is up, guys? This is Harrison Schertzinger and welcome to the Change University Podcast, where our curriculum is you. It's me. It's all of us. We believe if we want life to change, we have to change. I have to change and you have to change. But which you? It's the question of the day and that's the question of this show. It's the you you think yourself to be. Because who you think you are, it's not who you are. It's just a conversation. So we're going to have one right now. Let's see if we can shift the most important conversation we ever have in our lives. And as you know, it's the conversation we have with ourselves. We go to bed with it, wake up with it, and eventually we act on it. So once we shift it, we shift our entire life. And that is the purpose of the show. That is the purpose of this project. It's not about shifting performance, but about shifting perspective. When we do that... The cascade is usually incredible. It's usually something we can never predict. And so this is the daily spark. We look at one spark. It might be a quote concept question, but it's a lens for us to look through. Because when we look through a new lens, when we look through a new perspective, we see a new life. And that is the commitment today. That's the opportunity today. That's what I am excited about. As a reminder, you can subscribe to the show, get daily notifications about when each show releases. Also, if you could pay the fee and what the fee is, it's you don't have to pay anything. Just if you get something out of today's show, ask that you send it to a friend. You share the show. Maybe bring it up in conversation, but do whatever you want with it. Apply it to your life, but spread the message. Grow it. Do whatever, uh, do whatever you want, but this is value exchange. If I do something good, ask that you do something good for me as well. And for the next few days, for the next number of days, we're going to be taking principles, one-liners, quotes, from this Eastern tradition, tradition Eastern philosophy of Aventa Vedanta. And what that means is basically non-dualism. That most of my problems are mentally constructed. And so we're going to look at things not to be solved, but dissolved. I need to get perspectives out of the way. I want to reframe things, reposition things. This is basically how my ego and life interact. And today's is a, is a... It's very powerful, but it's a tough one to grasp. And so we're going to be walking together. I don't know if I will be able to draw a full circle here, but I hope all of us just get a glimpse. We get something to take home. We get something to apply. So I I ask that you walk with me on this one. I actually read it today, and I said, you know what, I I want to wrestle with this. I want to think about this. Because in of Vedanta... I'm reading from one of the big guys. His name is Srinasa Ghadarta Maharaj. He talks about in event of Vedanta, there's no word for free will. There's no word. They don't have a word for that concept. It is commitment or bondage. I find this very interesting because, of course, in America, we talk about independence, free will, self-reliance, all of these concepts, which I love. I love them. But I think it's very interesting to understand or to factor in this perspective. I'm not broad brushing the whole entire uh, East, but this is an Eastern tradition and philosophy where there is no word for free will. Why? Because it's factoring in so much past conditioning. It's factoring in our desires, our fears, our dreams, what we've been exposed to, what we are aware of. Another way of thinking this is we're all doing the best we can within our current level of awareness. There's a version of you now that is entirely different than who you were when you were seven years old. Why? You've been exposed to new things. You've learned. You've grown. You've expanded your awareness. We've expanded the content not only of our consciousness, meaning what I'm able to say and think and do. Of course, my nervous system is able to do so many other things. Different things. But I love this concept. There is no free will. Why? Because usually, often, we're operating within what we're aware of. We're operating within our conditioning. And this isn't negative. This is just a reality. This is something that once we're aware of, we can operate and make decisions against, make decisions towards. We can start to expand intentionally what not only is possible for us to think, but possible for us to do. One of my favorite compliments I've ever been given was from a friend. He said, what you guys do, your discipline, ener- passion, energy, whatever. That, that stuff's cool. But what I find most impressive is what you guys just think of doing. For me, it wouldn't even be in the realm of possibility. And that hit me hard. Because I think that's the difference. That's the distinction. It's what are you even aware of doing? What are you even aware of changing, tweaking, implementing into your life? Usually, it's not a discipline problem. It's a lack of awareness problem. I'm unaware of how this will impact me in the long run. I'm unaware of how beneficial this would be for me. I'm unaware of what else I could be doing. You see, most people, we think we're making choices. We're not. We're making decisions within a very limited construct, within a very limited perspective of self and very limited perspective of what is possible. And I love a small example of this would be someone, or people ask me all the time, so where are you going after college? And a decision would be like, well, I'm going back to Ohio, and I might be going here and he- someplace in the city there. And... Right, I'm making decisions based off of what I'm aware of. A choice would be like, I'm probably gonna. I think I might make. I might buy a one-way ticket to Costa Rica and then just see where it goes from there. It's just random. It's a choice that is so far out of what I am, not so much aware of because I was able to pull that out, but of what would be predictable often we're making decisions strictly of what is right in front of us, of what we think is immediately possible without stepping back and making a choice of truly what is possible. That's why I always joke, whether I'm on a plane or we're in the car, I'll say to my friends, well, if this doesn't work and things go south, I'm just going to buy a one-way ticket there. Life is never stuck. We're never trapped because there's always choices we can make. Our awareness can always be expanded to new possibilities. And so to bring and wrap back in this concept of there's no free will, there's commitment or bondage. I love this perspective of transformation. Why? I'm not fixing who I think I am. I'm creating and committing to a new version, a new version of self. Therefore, I'm either committed to something or I'm in bondage to the past. I'm perpetuating the patterns of my past self. That's bondage. That's imprisonment. Commitment is a future-based proposition. But do we notice that the will is still never quite free? It is still bound. And that's not a terrible thing. I'm not saying this is woe is me. I don't have free will. I'm not hopping totally on one ship or totally off the other. We just want to see that the human experience is never without limitation when operating from an egoic frame framework, when we're operating from what we know. If I'm operating from what I know, that's past, right? That's from the past. So I'm operating from a past based framework. Therefore, it's inherently limited. And I hope I hope we're following this. Because I want to see the power of then commitment. If in this tradition, we're swapping free will for the word commitment, then commitment has power. Commitment has a very powerful chain of causation. It's a very powerful domino effect. And it's a future-based proposition. As I always say, one of my favorite lines is, We must fall in love with our future and dare never to betray it. And so that's this commitment. I'm either committed to a future-based proposition, a compelling vision of the future, or I'm in bondage to past-based pattern, past-based conditioning that I might be blind to, I might not be aware of. And so that's what I want to look at. Of course, the layers of conditioning, when I see them, I now can expand them. And so one thing I was taught about, I was taught, and I invite you to consider, is awareness is just what have I seen? What do I know? What have I heard? What have I touched? What have I smelled? What have I allowed my senses to consume? And then, therefore, I've experienced. And so maybe every day you go on YouTube, and if we're talking about expanding what's possible for you to achieve... Maybe you look at beautiful house videos. Maybe you look at beautiful car videos. Whatever you're into, just expanding what you're aware of, expanding what you're compelled by. I even had, I heard a, not so much a story, this advice wasn't given me directly, but the person said, he tells his friends, go to a very nice dealership and just ask to test drive the car of your dreams. Feel it. Put senses to it. I've loved that advice. I've never had something in my life that when I'm visualizing it and I'm basically bringing emotion to it, the moment I I, I feel like I've felt it in the visualization process, it happens. It never has not happened. And whatever I've tried to not, I'm not going to use the word manifest, but basically in my life. Because once you feel it, it's possible. And then once you want it, you're committed towards it. And so that's what I want to think about as I wrap this up. Of course, I'm not saying free will is, is not real. What I'm saying is, am I committed to a compelling vision of the future or am I bondage to the patterns of the past? This is something we talk about a lot. And can I be truly honest with my level of commitment? And how low would I sell my commitment? Is it when I'm tired? Is it when I'm cold? Is it when I'm frustrated? Is it when I'm annoyed? What would make me sell the dream? What would make me stop the commitment? If I say I'm going to do something and that is the proof of commitment, what would make me not do it? That's what I'm thinking about. I want to audit my commitment honestly. I want to make sure I'm not in bondage to things that have limited me in my past. I'm not throwing the term of free will out the window, but it might not be, there might not be a lot of utility to it when I can't really define it. I can't really feel it. Of course, the human experience is condition-based. It's awareness-based. The nervous system is something we are not escaping from, so I love this distinction between commitment or bondage. I think it's a powerful one. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, I ask that you share the show. Again, I appreciate so much the people who reach out, who shoot me comments, whether it be on Instagram, whatever social platform it is you uh, prefer, I appreciate it. And so I hope you got something off today's show, this distinction between commitment to a compelling vision of the future or bondage to the patterns of the past. It's an important one. It's one I will constantly reiterate for self and other. And so I appreciate you. Hope you got something out of today's show. If you did, share the show, pay the fee, or pray for me. Either way, I'm praying for you. God bless you, my friend. Have a great day. Be powerful and live on purpose. The light on. Cause I will leave the light on on.